Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today, I am so excited to have on a 25-year-old from Wawa, Ontario, Canada. His hockey journey has taken him to Canada, the USA, and Denmark. A staple of the Huron-Perth Lakers and another Stratford Culleton. And yet another Ferris State Bulldog. But before that, with the Culletons, named league's best D-man and was on the first team All-Star. Also, before Ferris was a CCHL champion with Carlton Place Canadians, and a Ferris was a third-team All-Star, dominated the classrooms as a two-time All-Academic, and is a WCHA champion, and is the new big signing for the Espia Energy in Denmark. Welcome to the podcast, Riker Killens. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. That's a yeah, great man. interview. So, um, I get into how we know each other. I don't know if we've ever talked to each other before. I don't think so. No, maybe briefly at arena once or twice, but well, would you have happened to be in Godrich skating with like McFadden and the O'Reilly's when some short fat guy showed up? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think I was there. I think me and Garrett maybe went once or twice. That was a long time ago though. I know. I know. You guys were like still, you were were a college kid. Yeah, I, I don't think I went in college. Um, I spent my four years actually at Ferris in the summers. I think it would have been like maybe when I was in Stratford, I went out. Okay. Yeah, so I don't been, know, man. I only went out a few there. times the one summer when I had moved to Concarden, but that's how else we know each other is uh, you live around Concarden, eh? Yeah, actually, we just got a house uh, out in Point Clark now. So I'm a little outside Concarden, but yeah, we've been, uh, we've been in Concarden since uh, I was in ninth grade. So. That's when we moved there. Ninth grade. Point Clark, that is right by my sister's cottage, Lurgan Beach. Yeah, it's, it's a great place. Yeah, it sure is. Um, okay, so then uh, the other part of how we would know each other is I've skated with you one time. Did you know that? <laughs> it was no, with the Ripley not. Wolves mid-pandemic. <laughs> oh. um, I had been a recent cut of the Ripley Wolves. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then uh, after uh, things had settled down and they had planned like a scrimmage skate, you were on yep. the other team. I lasted two shifts, had back spasms, and went home. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, no, I was trying to let the boys know I was over it, and I was still buddies with them, so I showed yes. up and skated with them. It was a bad decision. <laughs> yeah, I know that uh, the pandemic was a little crazy, so it was actually kind of nice to get out on the ice with uh, you guys and um, you know, kind of get ready to figure out where I was going. I didn't know what I was doing yet. So, yeah, I wasn't, uh, out with them anymore. That was just one scrimmage, but, um, I do got to say thank you to, uh, their new coach for the Ripley Wolves, Ron Sale. He's like my mentor in, in the real world at, uh, in my yeah. business life, he's been like my mentor and, uh, guess the day I met him around Concordan changed my, uh, 
path. But anyways, cheers to Superheat. Um, yeah. <laughs> that uh, I haven't had any complaints for doing this, and they they trust me to get my job done. Um, I just got my uh, my real world review, and um, yeah, it it went very very well. So obviously, I can juggle both folks. So don't worry about it. <laughs> Your cat. <laughs> um, so anyways, and then I guess <clears throat> I'm not going to get emotional this time because I've brought it up now three or four times. But the other guy. The reason why we know each other is Garrett Muir's, right? Yep. Yeah, Garrett, uh, he's been a good uh, friend of mine. And obviously he uh, is married to Jenna, which, you know, hearing the news of uh, the accident was a couple of weeks ago. is uh, tough to hear, but um, hoping for a speedy recovery with her. And I'm also really good friends with uh, her brother, Austin. So, um, you know, just keeping in touch with him and making sure everything's going well with him also. Yeah, so folks, anybody listening out there, um, my last jersey that uh, had hung in my closet for five, six years is now up for raffle on my website that these volunteers that love the pod are so nice to do all this stuff for me. They've built me a website, and uh, now um, it can help Jenna and Garrett. So please go to my website, buy raffle tickets, either for my jersey. We've also been donated a Gratz 99ers full team signed jersey that is way cooler than my jersey folks so buy <laughs> tickets for that and steven dixon's jersey and i know everybody loves spitting chicklets he's even been on there so buy some tickets for his jersey okay there's three of them up at aleshockeytails.com don't be punks buy some tickets even if it's for my jerseys and dickos okay because <laughs> it's helping the mirrors and their beauties yep. and they that's, got a little three month old right yeah that's great stuff that you're doing especially with the hockey world you uh realize how close knitted actually is you're getting jerseys from everywhere it seems like i didn't even i didn't know how small it was until i came out to my shed and started yeah. crushing beers um, to be <laughs> honest like i didn't realize how intertwined it is until you start asking around and like um yeah it's very strange um and yeah. thank you to everybody it makes my heart want to explode when like today i looked at the raffle and this jersey that was collecting dust and probably was never going to be worn again now that i'm out in my shed and have this platform <laughs> sold 200 tickets at two pounds hey. a piece for the mirrors so that's awesome ah. that's awesome yeah. And uh, the other reason we know each other, I believe, is you are, like pretty well everybody else in my honey holes in Europe, your agent, David Amonti. Yes, sir. That's him. That's the GOAT. <laughs> How long have you had him for? Um, so I work with uh, his North American guy, PJ Sullivan. Um, I got him, I want to say, after my first little stint of pro after college, I signed with PJ. And then I started uh, getting to know David uh, once uh, we started talking about going over to Europe in a couple of years. And, um, you know, this summer I might've been a pain in his ass a little bit, uh, texting him so much because I didn't know what was going on, but, you know, he found a great spot for me here in Esbier and, um, you know, I could be happier. So he, you know, he, he works hard. Definitely. He does give her. Yeah. He knows I wouldn't want him people. podcasting against me because he'd be out at the shed at 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he can sit out there forever. So, you know, he, he's done great work for me and I, I appreciate him a lot, actually. Um, well, that's going to get into, I guess, the other part of how we know each other um, is. And I guess another sponsor today, Lakeside Organic Glow, my wife, she uh, she does sugaring, folks. That's taking off hair for, pe for people. And uh, we won't do the undercarriage of men, folks. Not on the table. Spray tans, teeth whitening. 
but I know your mom has came to my wife for whatever, maybe teeth whitening, something. Just let her know if she says Wally 15, she'll get 15% off just because I think it's funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure when I tell her that she's going to be excited. I know, yeah. I know that for a fact, <laughs> but I know they've, they've chatted and that's how I got, I started figuring out your name and who you were um, is yeah. that she mentioned that you may have some German lineage. I do. I definitely do. Yeah. So that's something that, what is it? Uh, it is my mom's, uh, my mom's dad and his parents, obviously uh, oh, yeah. my mom's dad lived in uh, one of somewhere in Germany. I can't remember the city. But, um, yeah. So that's been in the works of getting my German citizenship done. Hopefully it, oh, uh, it's ready to go for next year. No shit. Um, yeah, I, I always uh, would have liked one of those. I was an import, yeah, but when, uh, uh, those are nice. <laughs> that's something Dave brought up to me. He said, do you have any um, citizenship areas? And I asked my parents and then my mom instantly said German. And when I told David, he, he was excited. So well, I've tried to stay out of it for three years. So you know that, right? <laughs> I've stayed out of it. <laughs> I haven't talked to you about it, but when I saw you no, playing on the East talked, Coast, yeah. When I saw you playing in the yep. East Coast and your mom had mentioned you might be able to get a German passport, I bit my tongue, but I just wanted to mention you probably should go do that. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's that's been something uh, I was kind of thinking about while I was at school was like, if I get this German citizenship, we're going over to Germany and, you know, yeah. starting over there. So, but it's just uh, well, that you're an import in Denmark, though, means you can really play. And then you then you become a non-import. That's uh, yeah. Yeah. Which. I'm lucky enough. You've you played here. It's a it's a great city. It's a great hey, place. Curious to question: Are you over there as a single guy? I am. Yeah. Oh dear, this I I've seen this story so many times. You go over there to spread your hockey wings. Next thing you know, we're gonna be talking to you in ten years. You're gonna have little German kids talking German yeah. to me, eating pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah I've seen this show before. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> especially if you get bored with a lot of time in between practices and games, you know. Yeah, I mean, we finished today. I was home by twelve, so I was just waiting TV, for you eh? at six. But oh, the amount of Netflix I've watched since I've gone here, I probably watched about three TV series. I think yes. I'm in the middle of the blacklist right now, which I don't know uh, if you've watched. But I'm a Yellowstone guy. Yeah. That's all I got time for. That's the only time I've turned I on heard... the TV in the last year since I started this pod. It was you Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yeah, I've been told by multiple people, like even on the team here, like you got to watch Yellowstone. I was like, I keep starting. You got to have time. You got to have time. I, well, I have, <laughs> I have too much time. It's like practice. You know, go out and eat at a restaurant or something with the guys, and then you're home. And obviously, have you gotten you know, into I napping yet? Oh, I love. I was gonna nap, and then you, uh, yeah, we got on the pod. So, um, no napping is. I that was one of my hobbies. I was fantastic at it. I could crush two to three hours a day, but then my sleeping patterns would get all erratic. This is pre-children, folks. In Germany, yeah. you got not much to do other than walk around no. and look at buildings, right? Yeah. Drink coffee, eat stuff. <laughs> Check out all the coffee shops. Walk around. I've People seen watch. everything. Yeah. I think in Esbier downtown. So. There's yeah, not much in, more to see. I guess you're in Denmark now. I don't know SBI. I know the rink. So what? What? Yeah, we let's get into that. That barn. I played uh, playoff series against them, and this is the weirdest part about Denmark. You may or may not even know this yet. We finished no, first. 
we finished first. Eight teams make the playoffs. The top four, so whoever finishes first, gets to pick who they play out of the bottom four. We picked fifth place Esberg. <laughs> so instead of playing the eighth place team, we picked the fifth place team and played them in the first round. And it was because their two leading scorer imports had bet on their own team and got kicked out of the league. <laughs> so you were uh, you were playing them, and I, I heard about this from uh, Dude, a couple we, guys. Me, me and those two uh, guys were up ago. for top five in scoring. Me and my centermen were racing with those two for the league leading scorer. Yeah. And then they <laughs> both got kicked out of the league. And I thought yeah, it was I a layup was... until Alex Levitt rolls into town. But, yeah. Yeah, my uh, I think it was my first week here, second week. I was just, like, in the car, like, with the GM. And he's like, hey, just so you know like no betting on games or anything like that. Because like we went to this dinner, I wasn't able to play for the first two weeks I was here. I had to wait for my yellow card. So like just going to watch the games, we were up top and like everyone in the VIPs betting on games. And I've never obviously seen that before, like on paper in front of you at the table. So like, he was like, make sure you don't do this. We had two guys get kicked off. Like I had to fire them. So I was like, Okay. Yeah, not but do it's that. not. But they also weren't betting for their team to win the game, and they no, were playing they were in it. <laughs> yeah. They were the best players yeah. on the team and the goalie. <laughs> yeah, they and they lost to the last place part. team like nine to two or something. <laughs> yeah, I heard. <laughs> oh God, that was funny. Uh, but yeah, then the, I do know one. Like they both got contracts elsewhere for probably more money. There's the hockey world, folks, probably, and people. Yeah sometimes just want to win more than character right when you uh when you probably played in Esbier, they were uh we have a brand new rank compared what? to what you probably played in yeah, oh really it's, now it's, i don't uh, have anything a... to talk to you about i want to talk about where you play two yeah. touch and stuff i don't even play two touch Shut not two mouth. touch guy You're talking to me i know it's, what do you it's do like, you probably do like weird. you probably do like running and high knees and butt kicks grow up <laughs> <laughs> you might think i do but i don't it's actually funny i I'm like usually in the room, just kind of chilling, listening to music, whatever's on the stereo. And I just kind of roll out and stretch. And then, but now here, it's actually funny. There's, I think four, four of us out of the six imports that are all just sitting in the room. We're the only ones not playing two touch. So it's kind of a chill vibe, which is nice, but yeah, no, it's uh the you drink is So you're full, just cool, calm and collected. Eh? You're just cool, calm, collected. You're not getting too wound up before games. You're just sitting there drinking yeah. coffee. Yeah, just drink a coffee, relax. If I get too wound up, my game goes downhill a little bit. I do that so too, but I do that too. But I go, I sit there, I drink coffee, you know. Then I would go out and I would just run a muck and two touch. There would be shoulder strikes off the back. <laughs> I had some wild moves. But all right, yeah, I, two touch. I, uh, I got nothing to talk to you about. Moving I used on. to play two touch though, <laughs> up until my time in Carlton Place, and uh, I, I took, uh, you know how it gets kind of intense. I took one right off the nose and. I was bleeding all over. So I just like, that's the end of my two touch right wow. there. You know what? <laughs> you can get injured playing hockey. You can get injured in two touch. I was oh, willing yeah. to take that risk because I the thought that was guys, more fun than playing the games. <laughs> the amount of guys that roll ankles and stuff before a game, just playing two touches. It's just something else. Oh yeah. So where'd you fly into Copenhagen? I flew into Billund. Billund. Oh yeah. I think how you pronounce it. Yep. So it's only about, I think it was like 30, 35 minutes away from Esbier, yeah, which is nice. I didn't have to, right? yeah. yeah, it's, it's tiny. Like, I don't, I, yeah, I didn't even realize I was really in an airport when I got off the plane, but um, yeah, it was nice instead of going into Cope and having to train the three and a half hours or three hour car trip. So um, 
language is pretty strange, eh? Yeah, it's a little different. I'm getting used to it now. You know, I know the, I know thank you. Talk. That's, that's, talk. Yeah, I know talk because that's the, the one way I can say thank you, at least in their language. But uh, that's about you know, all I remembered it, was talk. It's different. It's different sitting in the room, um, you know, just hearing the Danish guys speaking Danish and you're kind of just like, I don't know what, you know, or like you're on the ice and they start talking systems in Danish. You're just like, okay, kind of don't know what's going on, but. It's weird talking no, to you because I remember it, yeah. being that guy. I remember getting off the plane and everybody talking German and the signs are in German. And then the coach literally didn't speak English in the room. He'd come in and yeah. just talk German. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's nice. Actually, we have a Canadian coach. So it's um, English. Yeah. Yeah. You might know him. Jason Jaspers. He played in uh, Germany in the Dell for about, I want to say 10, 12 years, actually. I'm pretty but, sure he played World Juniors and was an OHL guy. Sudbury Wolves, he, maybe. He did. He is from Thunder Bay, Ontario, up by Walla, actually, which is uh, something funny. When he when I signed here, he called me. He's like, I've never heard of somebody playing hockey out of Walla still. So, <laughs> yeah, we, we had a good chuckle about it. So, um, I guess, well, we may as well actually know. We got more to talk about, about Espia. The only guy I know on your team is uh, your goalie, Thomas Lillipad. Oh, you know Lil? Lilypad, yeah, he was our backup. Like he, I don't. He was pre-pubic hair when he was on my team. He was like seventeen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, no, that makes sense because we have uh, we have two guys, like two D men or a D man and a forward that have played in Esbier for like seventeen and fifteen years now. Oh, I, uh, yeah, I, I find that, played against them. I don't know. That's a long time. You but. probably you probably did, but like I was like thing when they told me, I was like, wow, that's that's a long time of not like, you know, branching out and seeing different areas or different teams, you know, but if they're from there, it's pretty nice setup to be able to play pro hockey in your home it, town. Oh yeah. Like we have a lot of guys from Esbier, um, a lot of guys from Rovere actually too, which, um, you know, but it's good. We got Lily, Lily pads from Voyance sooner right? He, so when Sunuyuski. I played with him, he was our backup. They would play him against like the low end teams, but then uh, yep. he went to the world juniors and ran a muck. He was all over TSN kicking pucks oh, out. And then he became like a starting that. goalie in the league. Yeah. 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 Oh, and, when yeah, I was playing with him, he ran a muck in the world juniors. I remember he's been a starter for a while. Uh, I can't remember where he was before Esbier, but yeah, we have a good uh, one, two tandem with him and, uh, Eamon McAdam, we, he came in the same time as me. He played in the American League and so he's uh, was an signed the Leafs. Yeah, he's an import goalie too, so big boy. Okay, what's the apartment like? It looks all right, eh? Oh, no, apartment, you know, for coming over to Europe for the first time, the apartment couldn't be better, two-bedroom by myself. Oh, Lots really? of room, big, big living room. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a nice setup, actually. Yeah, it's different. You know, you pro- well, you probably had roommates the other years, eh, in the coast? Yeah, I, I would have uh, my first year. It was actually one of the best houses I've lived in. There was actually two of us, uh, or three of us, sorry. We had a three-bedroom, but it was a nice nice apartment in Rapid City. And then last year, I had one one roommate. Yeah. Okay. Um, so living alone is a little different. You know, you find some find yourself just sitting on the couch watching TV too much, no one to talk to. Oh, shit. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, there's some there's some downtime <laughs> um okay sometimes too much have you played sunder yet i have not played them yet um we have a back-to-back at christmas coming up here and i think those are the next two games we have against them who's good i have a, couple, I have a buddy now? over there what's that sorry? who's who's good in that league these days 
Uh, right now, uh, I want to say that is Alberg. Alberg's uh, the best team I played so far on the ice. They they, they move the puck around like yeah they yeah they could they can move. Uh, Frederickshaven is also up there in Herning. Oh yeah, Herning. Yeah. Is Herning yeah. still in the old shitty rink? Or, or no? Did both of those places have new rinks since I played there? Uh, Herning is like uh, it's almost like ours, but a little smaller, full bowl. Low, yeah. uh, those are all new rinks from what I played in. But it's you a, young yeah, punks. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's a North American sheet though. So when we went there uh, last week, it was like everything was going so much quicker because you know you're on the Olympic sheet and you have so much more room. But yeah, Herning was uh, it looked like it's a new rink though. Yeah, new. yeah, it's definitely newer than the one I played in. But we that's a team yeah, we beat in the finals. Um, okay, yeah. but there's not much hitting, eh? No, <laughs> it's, it's great. It really is. Like yeah, you don't even, you don't even like, you know, in the seasons, like you have the bruises all over your arms and your stomach and your back. Like you play there, you might get a couple bruises. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember my first game, I was talking to the other imports. Like I didn't know, obviously didn't know what to expect. And I remember getting a DDD neutral zone pass. And I started skating to get the red, you know, like North America, you, I saw two guys coming at me and I, you like, know, you're going to get just killed soft, when you're I dumping it in. It. Yeah, yeah. I soft chipped it and I'm like starting to get ready to embrace myself. And these two forwards just go right by me and change. I'm like, <laughs> wow, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't finish their check like, at all. Yeah. yeah I know well, the refing here too. It's just, I can't get into it, but wait till you get to Germany. <laughs> holy. We lost the other night because of a high stick blatantly over the net. Just called it a goal, reviewed it, still called it a goal. With uh, like 10 seconds left in the game, too. It's crazy. There's some German refs when you get over there. They're like so arrogant. I, Even if they realize they made a mistake, they will never show you. <laughs> nope. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, let's get into this then. Growing up in Wawa, that's way up north. Where up north is Wawa? Uh, it's about three, two and a half, three hours north of Sault Ste. Marie. So, what are you guys doing up there? Nothing. <laughs> Didn't somebody uh, have to younger, work? <laughs> uh, yeah, so there used to be a uh, wood plant there. Um, that's where my parents and all my family worked. And then I don't know how old I was. I was probably around nine or ten when it shut down, which made uh, my mom and my stepdad move to Concordia. Actually, uh, they got a job at the plant, and then my dad moved to Sault Ste. Marie, which is how I ended up moving from Wawa to Sault Ste. Marie and started playing triple a and getting more involved in uh, hockey oh, you were playing triple a in sault st marie that wasn't a, the research team didn't find that yeah so hockey in wawa was it was it was a travel team but we'd only play tournaments so we played about probably five six tournaments a year maybe didn't have any leagues to play in so it was a lot of practice and just you know we had wait, like wait a for little, the tournaments we would just scrimmage and wait for tournaments basically yeah so I ended up playing a tournament in Sault Ste. Marie. Um, and I, I was like one of the better players on the team, obviously. And cause it was just a small town and not many players could really skate on our team, like in Walla. Cause it was just like, Walla was only 2,500 people. So you probably so, got like maybe not even 10 kids in it. Yeah. No, we actually, we actually had, which is crazy to say when I was there, we had probably four lines and like AD, but we couldn't cut anybody. So like everyone would play. Right. And, and uh, I ended up, we ended up going to the Sioux and um, 
one of my best friends now, uh, Michael Amadio, he plays for Vegas. Um, his dad was a coach of the AAA team, and he reached out to my dad and said, hey, like, would Riker want to, you know, move to the Sioux? And, um, you know, the first year I, I remember laying in my room and just absolutely did not want to leave. I was like, I can't move the whole family to Sault Ste. Marie to play AAA. So I ended up not going. I played a year in Sault Ste. Marie in Pee A. So I was just playing house league in there. And then the following year, I played AAA. I made the AAA team. So then Wawa was three hours from there. So you actually moved to Sault Ste. Marie then? Yeah. So I actually moved with my uh, my dad, got an apartment there. Uh, we moved and my aunt ended up getting a teaching job at the elementary school that I went to. So, um, she actually did when my dad was at work, she actually did a lot for me just drive me to practice. And, um, you know, cause I also did some power skating in the morning before school and she was able to get me there. So i very thankful for that, obviously. Yeah, no kidding. It's, uh, yeah. everybody's minor hockey journey and hockey journey is very different and it's, it's interesting, right? Like, so then yeah. you go from there though, you end up with the Huron Perth Lakers and living in Concordon, right? Yep. Yep. So that. Uh, I played my peewee major year with the Sioux and then I played Bantam minor with the Sioux. And then obviously in Sault Ste. Marie, they don't have minor midget, which as a kid, you want to get drafted to the OHL obviously. And them not having a minor midget team, I would have to play major midget with the, I don't know what the ages of that is 16, 17, 18, I think. So my dad one day just told me like, Hey, I think the, thing for you to do is to move with your mother and play for here on Perth. That's and that gotta, be a, t- that's gotta was be a like, tough realization for him too. I right? was like, Oh, I got to move. Like, I don't want to move again, meet all new people all over again. Um, you know, I, we went to uh, the Marlboro tournament at Christmas. I remember watching and we went to here on Perth game and I was like, these guys are way better than what I am playing right now. So Ended up making the move. Um, yeah, first day in King Carden was first day of high school, so that was a uh, that was a treat. <laughs> so you and you don't know anybody, and then you're gonna play for here on Perth. So it's not like you're meeting them playing hockey with them either. So the nice thing was is that Keegan McClellan. I'm sure you know who that is. Uh, he was actually on here on Perth um, that year. So I don't know who that is. Sorry, I don't yeah, know your so age bracket. <laughs> He's from he's from Kincard and he's on uh, he's my age. He uh, he was on here on Perth at the time, um, and you know it was nice of him. Like I went over to his house before like going to high school, and like we walked over together because that's literally the only person I knew at the time, and it was like the whole new thing yeah. for me, especially oh, yeah. it being high school was definitely definitely tough. That would be the overwhelming because it was hard to go to high school when I was from Elmira. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? like it was. Yeah, that would be yeah, different. just like walking the halls. You walk into the classrooms and like everyone's like, "Who are you?" Because like we're in King Card and like everyone kind of knows everyone. Yeah, or like everybody. You know? Wait, and then once you've been living here for a while, you realize like a lot of them are related to each other too. You don't know who's cousins with who, and there it's the the it's like the hockey spider web, but just in a little That's town. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely a, a major change for me having to do that. But you know, looking back at it, it was definitely the smart thing to do. Yeah, no, I could see that. So um, I guess here on Perth, uh, just how this is related is that was the team uh, my son tried out for and made, and then we turned them down. But a lot of travel, eh, doing that? 
Yeah, tons of travel, obviously, being from Kincard, and I was right on the border of being a Highlander or a Laker. Right and, where my road is, too. <laughs> yep, right on the border. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, like the following year, minor midget. It was it was funny. Like, we got to play Gray Bruce in, like, the first couple games of the year. And I have – I think there was about five, maybe six Kincardin boys on Gray Bruce that minor midget year. So, like, it was, like, at high school all day at class. It's like, I'll see you guys later tonight, like. So it's kind of like when my kid goes to the Ripley school and then Ripley's going to play Concordia. And I, yeah. I, so my team's got three kids that go to uh, Ripley, but they play for okay. Concordia. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, they see each other all day that they're going to have to play each other this year too, but shout out to my team. We're going to silver stick tomorrow morning, boys be ready to rock. I plan on yep. winning this huge, thing. <laughs> huge tournament. Need a silver stick under your belt here. I haven't had chances to win trophies in a while and we already got one this year and I don't, we don't plan on stopping, man. You should no. see these guys. They've become a team. They're like brothers. And you know, it's tough when you hear your story, you, you move to Concord in grade nine and you miss these years of where they become best buddies and brothers. Right. And I know what yeah. it's like because I left Elmira to go play triple a and I saw my buddies back in Elmira, like winning and being brothers and i'm going to waterloo or guelph and then i even went home for you just because i felt so bad and it was a not the right decision <laughs> yeah like uh like even just moving from the sioux like i was just getting close with all those guys right. obviously i'm still very close with most of them but like even prior to that moving there like they they just came off winning like three straight all ontarios like i was just like i haven't i wasn't even part of that so like it was it was different but like wouldn't change it at all yeah. Um, so then you went from there though, and you must, you make the Stratford Cullitans and you play at the Wilman, William Ullman arena, probably the best junior hockey rink in the world. eh? I, I love that place. That, that place was just like, uh, I don't know how they, how they do for fans now, but when I was there, I remember just like every Friday night at William Ullman was just packed and it was it was unbelievable, honestly, just to play junior hockey in front of a crowd like that. And like, like I remember walking down the streets and like, obviously I'm a 16 year old kid, 17 year old kid. And like these super fans already know who I am and know who we are just walking down the street. I don't even have to be wearing a coat. It's like, it was kind of it was a cool moment, honestly, just playing junior hockey in Trapper and going to like, even there I had to move. Out, it was that grade 11. Yeah. I was in a new high school in grade 11, grade 12, right away. Right, so you moved from Kincardin to Stratford then to billet? Yeah, I billeted there and uh, went to high school at St. Mike's. So, you moved around a bunch, eh, in your life? Yeah. I, now Denmark, I I, eh? <laughs> I think I'm honestly, I think Denmark might be the 12th city I've lived in or town since I started hockey. Well, it's just going to keep growing, bud. <laughs> keep growing. Let yeah. it grow. You know, I, it's, uh, it's I think there was cool a time though. in my life I, I I made a list of all the countries I had been to, and it was a lot more than you'd think as guys from Elmira or Wawa, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, you know, it's I started the hockey in a small world, little man. town. Started in a small little town, and I've I've moved almost everywhere so far. And, you know, I'm, I'm planning to do a lot of travel on those breaks that we have here in Denmark so yeah you need to those are the best time get a couple other fellows with you and um those trips can be some of the times you'll never yeah, forget we had, we had a, a five-day break about two weeks ago we all went to Copenhagen so 
Are you not making a yeah. trip with Ethan Skinner? So me and Ethan Skinner have been planning to uh, – I have a five-day break on December, I want to say, 14th to, like, the 19th. And we've been trying to figure out a place that me and him can fly into or he could drive to that we could have a little uh, – Get together. A little get-together over here in Europe because, obviously, it's, it's cool – like we see each other all the time back home in the summer, but, but you know, to be in Europe and see some different things would be, be a hell of a time, honestly. To do it together with a guy, you know. Yeah. yeah. It was like, yeah. I remember literally I talked about it when his episode was Kansy, one of the best pods yet. Out of a hundred folks, you got to listen to that one. He was in one. <laughs> um, <laughs> when, uh, when I went to Germany and basically everything's new, right? And you go to Oktoberfest and I just randomly ran into my teammate from the year before. And it just puts you in a better mood over there when you see someone familiar, right? Yeah, like um, I remember I, like a couple guys on the uh, on my team this year on the uh, as we were during that five day break, they actually like went to like Budapest and stuff with like an old teammate. You can do whatever you want. It's like <laughs> it's the best. I mean, like you want to you want to go you want to go travel with your team, but like you see them every single day. So like if you can like have a break with another old friend or an old teammate, like you might as well get out and you know go see, see the those. world, man. You, yeah. Like the thing is, you fly over there as soon as you show up. Like every single year, it's like the day you land, the next morning they're making you be there at eight a.m. to work out and do all the bullshit, and then all of a sudden the season starts. Right? It's just work every day, and the days off, you're you're tired. You don't want to do that much. You get one of those weeks off, man. You got to go see shit. You got to live. You got to go check out Europe. It's the best time ever. Yeah, we were uh, me and Skinny were playing on going to uh, watch McFadden play in that Olympic Canada Olympics in Switzerland. Is that where it is Switzerland? Yeah, it's in Zug, I think. Yeah, but it's it's during that break, and two days ago or three days ago, it actually got canceled. So I feel bad for Garrett, honestly, because that would have been unbelievable for him to go to. Because okay, we were playing, the, me and him were playing a little trip on to go see, watch him play a couple games, and us tour Switzerland a little bit. Oh boy, that would have been an expensive trip going to Switzerland, but uh, yeah, that would have been really fun. And those would be three all potters, folks. See, I can hang out with the kids. I yeah. I get along with the kids too. All three of you. Skinny's coming on next week, folks. Just so you know, he's in the Herentals, Evan yes, Mosey's former place. Anyways, and he's running a muck. I saw some stats. Okay, moving on though. In Stratford, you were D man of the year. Was your team good? Did you win it? Actually, back to back years, I've lost uh, both years in the finals of the Cherry Cup. To who? Tough. Yeah, tough, tough two years. Um, actually, we were both both years. I want to say we were like fifth, sixth both years. Went on a run. Yep. Yeah, we went upsetted. Uh, Caledonia the first year and then the second year we actually upset Kitchener who had like a 26 game win streak and they were just an absolute wagon and we ended up beating them and yeah we blew it both times against Waterloo and Cambridge that's tough um I don't I don't know anything about cherry cups you'll have to ask uh, skinny about those because yeah guys got like two in a southern cup or whatever he sounds got. like me it sounds like my resume <laughs> two yeah. in southern cup okay moving on though we do have me and skinny have lots to talk about yeah oh. <laughs> uh moving on though is after two years in stratford this is where i'm curious because i get a scholarship out of elmira i go straight from elmira to western michigan you play two years when d-man of the year and get drafted seventh overall to the muskegon lumberjacks of the ushl so that is crazy high because the USHL 
draft is like that's legit and you're going seventh overall yeah so my second year i had i had a really good year um uh going into it um i realized that like ohl was not for me just going to rookie camp and training camp and stuff i was i was really small at the time too i had no weight to me i was probably like five eight um and then at the end of my 16 year old year this is when i found out about college hockey i you know, I was in the dressing room after a game and then coach comes and he's like, Hey, somebody wants to talk to you. And I was like, like, who, who wants to talk to me? And then it ends up being like uh, a Niagara school or RIT or something. And I'm like, kind of getting curious of like, where are these places and like, what is college hockey? So uh, going into the second year, I remember going to Windsor camp and I was just like, this is just, this is not for me. I'm too small at the time. Like the OHL, there were some big boys on Windsor too. Like, and, uh, yeah, so I went back to Stratford, actually left after two days at Windsor camp, went back to Stratford, um, probably before Christmas, I want to say maybe a month or two in, I committed to fair state. And then the rest of the year, I, I kind of took off and really found my grounding of how I am as a hockey player. So you, you committed to what Western your second year in Stratford to fair state. Yeah. Or sorry. What did I say? Western. You Jesus. went to Western. Yeah, my God. I don't I don't like those. I've Broncos. had a few West. Yeah, that's the biggest rival. <laughs> Sorry, Ferris. You're like the yeah, no, you're yeah. like the sixth so, or seventh bulldog on here. I know all about you guys. You're just like you're just like Western guys. You're all we we're all the same. We're the underdogs. We're, we're not the big prospects like Michigan and all those punks. Yeah, well, but we can compete with you, right? When I committed there, they actually lost in the national final and that following year we're ranked number one. So like when I committed there, I was like you thought, yeah. And I when when I committed to Western, they ranked like fourth or fifth in the country. Yeah, so I, I, like, I, I going, know what you're talking about. I'm going to a powerhouse. <laughs> okay, so then is it Ferris steering you to go to the USHL? Oh uh, yeah, basically, yeah. So I had I actually thinking back on it, it was kind of crazy. By the end of the Stratford year, I actually had like a BCHL team fly in their coaches to talk to me to go to Powell River. And I like had dinner with them after a game and I was like, kind of just like, I just want to, I just want to like enjoy summer. Like <laughs> this is where like when your career path starts going, but then and the you have ended a scholarship. Up- you already like are living in Stratford and like, is this league that bad that we can't just play there and then go to college? What's happened around here? I don't know. But like when I got to Muskegon, like it was a major jump. For sure. No, and I see like the level of the USHL, man. Those guys, if you're getting a point a game in the USHL, you're going to college and running amok. You're you're going to college for a year or two and getting drafted, you're out of there quick if you're running a point per game. But like it was a battle for me every day in Muskegon. And then yeah, it just made the made the choice. I wasn't getting good enough minutes to like really get better, really was what it was, because our team was so good. Like we have I want to say like three of them already played in the NHL. Yeah, like everyone went to college. Like a lot say, of them played. Sorry, what three had played where? Three had played in the NHL already from that team. And like the whole team when I got there was fully committed by Christmas, the whole toll roster. So right. like we had guys going to North Dakota, Notre Dame, like big schools. And that's what the USHL is now, right? Like it's, yeah. it's just – and uh, yeah, no, like I get you, that it's a lot better it. than all than Elmira and Stratford and Listowel. I get that, but 
I don't know, man. It's tough. At least you got the scholarship out of this league. I hear that. You like, yeah. Basically, my story with Skinny that we'll talk about was like I tried to help him out, and they said, "Well, if he wants to get a scholarship, he has to leave Elmira." And I was yeah, like, I got "You don't say that to me. You shut your filthy mouth." <laughs> yeah, I got mine, and actually, a, a kid committed in the uh, where was he? He was in Caledonia. He committed to the University of Michigan, actually, oh, out of our league, uh, Connor oh. Murphy. He committed out of there as a 16-year-old, same as me, same age. He ended up going to Cornell. I don't know if he's still playing or not, but. Yeah, it's interesting where everybody goes. Okay, so then you do get to Ferris. So, or no, you win a championship. we got to talk about that. So you leave Muskegon. And um, so that's interleague trading or something. How do you get out of Muskegon to Carlton? How, who, does it a trade? Is it money? How so the way I took it as is that uh, the one day I went in, they wanted to send me down to the Nall the NHL, um, I think it was Flint or something. And they didn't, they, yeah, by that, by that point, they haven't won a game. I'm pretty sure. Or maybe they won like a game and I talked with Ferris and I'm like, uh, just talking to Ferris. I was like, am I really going to get better developing here? Or can I just go back to Stratford? Like, like uh, that's what my, yeah. So I went, I went, I went back home for, I want to say a week or two and Carlton place, probably one of the best coaches I've ever had called me. And he just said like, Hey, I understand your situation. We you need to develop. You need to get better be ready for college. And I think this is the best place for you. And then he just blatantly asked me, he's like, do you want to win a national championship? And I was like, I was like, you promised me a national championship. He's like, you'll be playing for a national championship. And I was like, okay, then I'm coming. And, ended up playing in the national championship game, which is just crazy to me. Yeah. Well, then, so who's that coach? Uh, Jason, Jason Clark. He ran Carlton place for, I want to say five years. That's Ottawa. Yeah. It's just uh, 45 minutes outside Ottawa. So 30 minutes, it's not too far. So like as an 18 year old, we were going, you know, out to Ottawa on days off or whatever. So it was good. But yeah, when I, when I was there and won it, that was our third straight league title. And when we went to the national championship, that was our third straight year going to the national championship tournament. So, and I think they won it the next two years. I think they went five years straight. And you had good numbers and you're playing big minutes and you're playing the national championship game. That's a great experience before you get it to was, college. Eh? It was, it was phenomenal just playing on TSN and like just going through like that national championship game was in Portage. And we were playing Portage, so that place was packed. And, you know, it, it didn't end up one Where's two. Portage? Portage La Prairie is, I want to say, in not Manitoba. Might be Manitoba. Saskatchewan? It might be. <laughs> I, I honestly, I can't even remember, but it was, there was nothing other than the rink. Right. Like, so, like, <laughs> Denmark. But like, yeah, it was like nothing but the rink, but when the game started it was packed it was sold out in yeah. there you don't know where everybody people, comes from but then all of a sudden i remember it's people were Boy and denmark wait till you get there yeah. <laughs> wait till you see the town there's nothing <laughs> there's two roundabouts and then there's an nhl rink and it's like packed and you're like where did these people come from there's nothing to do all day where'd they come from <laughs> yeah yeah it's it was it was kind of crazy but you know it was a great experience definitely before going to school so then uh, when you win the league, then was it a close final series? No. Just ran a muck. Okay. Moving on, then you get to Ferris. 
I looked at uh, your roster to see who I know because I've had different eras of Bulldogs on now. The only guy I knew who has not potted with me yet is Jerry Mayhew. He was a senior year, freshman year, and he ran a muck, it looked like. My kids were the ring bearer and flower girl for his first cousin's wedding. He was in the wedding party. I was there, you know, helping out really? being a dad. Yeah, that's where I met him in Michigan. Yep. Wow. Gonna have to pause with him. He's like an NHLer now, almost. He is. uh, He's up and down, but yeah, man, can that guy score goals? And and, (laughs) uh, well, his AHL last year outrageous. uh, He goes to Europe. That guy is going to cash in. I don't know what he's waiting for. I would like. I've been biting my tongue with him too, but hey, I'll stay out of it. You guys do what you uh, want. He's he's on the. He made Minnesota last year, and he was there for I want to say thirty games, and then got sent back, but. And when you know, you, I, wa- I watched a couple of the games, he played like fourth line, like yeah. didn't really get like a chance to play like he would. Right. He's a scorer. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a pure goal scorer. And as you can tell from that one year, he had an American league when he was MVP. I think he had, I want to say 42 goals in like 46 games or something crazy. Yeah. I can't remember what his actual totals were, but tough, that though, year, when guys so play like, NHL games, they can big time the shed, you know, it's tough, yeah. tough to get them I out can, here. I once. can get them on. I, I talk to him every couple of days. Oh, okay. No, well, I, I know. Could, I, I could, could, I could, I could go the cousin route too. You know, I'm just playing, I'm playing hard to get in my shed right now, but it's funny. <laughs> it's funny when you see guys like before they're going to make it come into the shed, like Ethan Frank, this guy is running a muck in college hockey right now. And he I came on before he big timed me or before he could big time me, you know, cause he could be in the show at the end of this season. And he came mm-hmm. on the shed while he's still at Western and told me all about how it is. And it was fantastic. Yeah. I saw that interview that you had with him. I mean, uh, He's actually tearing it up by the looks of it. So hopefully he keeps that going. Yeah, and that's kind of what Jerry did. So then uh, what was your Ferris experience like? That rink is interesting, right? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, my full full experience there in my first year was, you know, obviously you're a freshman. You're trying to get through school. You're trying to navigate everything, obviously. And get and to know everybody. Get to know everybody and, like, you know, for me, we had an older team my first my freshman year, and we had five senior defensemen and a junior. So it was very tough for me and our other freshman defensemen to get in. Um, but you know, the coaches were good enough to like I also could play forward, so they put me on forward, but I would also be on the power play. So I was also getting good minutes. And we You're playing uh, forward. Yeah, I was just playing fourth line, you know, chip it in. Chip, yeah. I was just Hard you know, four check. <laughs> hey, whatever I could do to play my yeah. freshman year, I was doing it. Um, it's I a big playing... jump too, eh? Like it's like going to the USHL at a Stratford. Like it's yeah, made... like, USHL is probably like Division One, right? <laughs> yeah, USHL basically Division One, but then you also mix in those guys that are 24, 25 years old that are just bigger, way stronger than me. Like I, when I even my freshman year, I was only like 165, 170 pounds, and when I left. My senior year, I'm like 185, 186. Like, yeah, mine wasn't. I didn't. I didn't gain good 20 my freshman year though. Like, it was more yeah. from the cafeteria. <laughs> the cafeteria food was unbelievable. Actually, at Ferris, the did, you have, did you have all you can eat too? <laughs> all you can eat, and I. It was about 40 steps from my dorm room. So, <laughs> yo, yeah. get a little hungry at 11 p.m. Just walk over there, muck some pizza and surprise. That, uh, that's when naps happen too, folks. After that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lots of napping. 
Yeah. Okay. So hockey hasn't changed that much. A lot of napping still. Um, so then what major did you take? What are you, what do you, what are you educated in? Marketing. Mm. Yeah. The classic, the classic hockey guy response at school is what do you major in marketing yeah, or business? There's social sciences, there's phys ed, there's all sorts of weird most, stuff. Right? Most of the guys at Ferris were business administration, business marketing. And then you get the odd guy in like statistics or accounting or finance, but yeah, I was a business management guy, but you know what? It actually fits my personality. I like, I like organizing and making stuff happen. Right? It's like on the power play when I would like tell, I tell, tell everybody exactly where they had to stand and where they had yep. to position their hips. I'm like, no, 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 you don't stand like that. You got to put your stick here. <laughs> put your stick here so I can hit your tape and you yeah. just shoot. And don't do anything else. You better be where I tell you to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on then is, uh, what was it like playing? Because I've never really asked this question. What's it like playing in front of the Lawson Lunatics as a bulldog? You don't want to hear my story. You already showed me that video on the phone. There's a whole okay. background to it. Oh, really? Is it though the picture of you on the phone there in, at yeah. Ferris? What's that's what yes. that was a that was a video? Yeah, so it's actually kind of funny, but so my sophomore year, we go to Western. For, you know, you do the one and one, one at Ferris, one at Western, and we go to oh, Western. Yeah. And uh, I'm a sophomore. I stayed the whole summer at Ferris. And I put on, that's the summer I put on weight. I put on some weight. I got stronger, but I did not get faster on the ice. And I could tell that was an issue in practices and stuff. So we get to, we get to Fer or we get to Western. And you know what the Lost and Lunatics are like? They are crazy. So it's loud. It's whatever. So first period, I get a penalty and I go in that penalty box and I am sitting there and I'm just, I'm hearing everything. And I'm like, I cannot come back here. Like just, I'm never coming back in this penalty box. What do you know? Probably five, six minutes later, first period penalty again, I'm back in the penalty box. So then they ended up just starting to run up the score. If I remember correctly, honest, and like just putting us in a blender. And then I come third Second period, I get another penalty again. But <laughs> I come back to the bench and like I have posters, I have Google, they've Googled me, they have everything now on the glass. And I'm just like trying not to focus. And I come out of the penalty box and I, you know how D will take take the wing spot if they're in our end. So I take the wing spot and I get a puck on the wall and I chip it out, and this guy plasters me and I go right through the glass. Glass shatters everywhere. I'm just like, that's it. I'm like completely done. Like, I don't want to be out here. So you took three penalties and they got hit through the glass yeah, right probably, at the lunatics, like right at the student section. Yeah. I was, You're I was playing probably, right wing. And oh, no. It was, thank God. It was like right across. It was right across from the lunatics, right beside the bench, actually. And thank God, like, on, like even in the year end meeting with my coach in that school, they were like, record, that was the worst game I've ever seen you play in two years. Like, Wow. I was like, no, I completely agree with you. Wow. So that, that following that following year, going into the year, we played Western again at Western. And uh, the media people at Ferris thought it'd be funny if I made like this joke. Like we, I forget what the movie's called, Taken, I think it is. And we just replayed that Taken scene. But the Lost and Lunatics like stole my gear. So I was like telling them that I would come back and get it or something. So <laughs> it was one of those embarrassing videos that you got to make. So at, at least school, you guys but... made it fun that you had had a tough game. 
Oh, it was it was tough. Like looking back at it, it's probably been it's probably the worst game of hockey. You I've want ever to played. know the worst game I ever played? Where was it? Michigan. Um, oh, I, 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 Michigan. I was running a muck in college hockey, and then all of a sudden, everybody decided to start telling me when NHL teams were coming to watch. Couldn't handle it. Could not do it. I saw Ron fucking Hextall up in the crowd, and I'm like. He's here to watch me. I know he's here to watch me. They told me he's here to watch me. And I couldn't skate. I couldn't stick handle. I couldn't shoot. There were other dads that asked my parents if I was drunk. And I was like, like, I, I literally, I couldn't play when I saw the scouts up there and they're watching. And I, that's all I could think about. I couldn't play hockey. And like, I literally yes. would get the puck in our end, turn it over and be in our net. I'm like, oh my God. So then yeah. This is Hextall's the GM. They have scouts telling him to sign me. And he comes and watches that shit and says, are you guys serious? <laughs> what are you guys watching? Because yeah. I didn't see anything that yeah. good. So that's, what yeah, no, that, that's how that went. And the, uh, my, my, my only embarrassing moment with the lunatics was I blocked a shot with my dickhead. <laughs> a slap shot. I went down to take it. And it hit me right at the tip. <laughs> and I laid on the ice, hand in my pants, <laughs> holding it. And I was squeezing it like, oh! <laughs> and it was right in front of them. So don't feel that bad. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I, I could feel you, though, on that Michigan story. Because uh, my junior year, we went there and uh, for a Friday-Saturday game. And that's when Quinn Hughes was there his freshman year. And it was his draft year, and I remember coming out for warm-ups, and along that side of the – across from the bench was just literally laptop on laptop on laptop. And it was like, if you want to make an impression today, today is the day to make an impression because there is every team in the building. It's crazy. <laughs> and, like, the thing is, is if you play for Michigan, you get used to it because they're there every week. When you, you play Western Michigan, you don't even – You, I remember, like, the very first time my coaches – I'm about to start a game at Michigan State, and one of the coaches comes down and whispers in my ear. He goes, I don't know if you want to know this or not. I would want to know. Anaheim's here to watch you play. And I folded like a cheap tent. Yeah, I, I – uh, myself, I don't – I never want to know when somebody's there. I'd rather just play. I'd rather be focused on what I'm doing. Play the game, right? Yeah, you know, you make a mistake and then you're sitting on the bench. You're like, um, what's he writing down or whatever. I just rather know, like, no one's I, there. The one way I look at it is it's kind of like when you worry too much about who you're playing and what they do instead of worrying about yourself. Yeah, just just go out and play, you know. That's why I'm calm, cool, collected in that dressing room before a game. I'm just chilling out, you know. I hear you. Yeah, exactly. Don't show me Ron Hextall over there. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see him. Okay, so then you did win it, though, at Ferris, eh? You won your the conference? Yeah, freshman year, uh, we were – yeah, so they changed it up after that year, probably because we won, honestly. But uh, we won our first playoff series against uh, Northern. Um, we swept them. And then there's four teams that go play the final four, it's called. Um, it was us, Mankato, who was an absolute wagging, and – Michigan Tech and Bemid or Bowling Green. So there was us four. Uh, we played Michigan Tech on Friday night. It's a single knockout. Bowling Green played Mankato. We ended up beating Michigan Tech one nothing. Probably had no business winning that game. Our goalie stood on our head on his head. Made like that's what ha that's what happens in one game knockouts. He made well, yeah. Goalie stood on his head. He was a freshman goalie. Made probably like fifty six saves. 
following night we played Mankato and we shut it down. Like we took the lead. I want to say it was one, one their captain actually in the second period puts his hand on the puck in the crease and no other than Jerry Mayhew goes out for the penalty shot. And he, you know what happens there? He puts it in the net obviously. And I want to say that third period after the third, they only had one shot after that. We completely shut it down. Then we went, the whole if you want to get into the tournament right after that we went to uh the sweet 16 and played no other than saint cloud and we were the 15th or 16th ranked team and we upset them 5-4 in in minnesota really in front of well xl was the full bottom bowl was just packed because saint cloud they, love, they so, love hockey in minnesota it was i want to say we we're in 4-2 Boys got a little nervous. They tied it up because they were so offensively skilled. And then uh, over time, once again, I'm going to bring him up. Jared Mayhew skated all the way down the ice, 15 seconds, made dance to D-man off pad. Other guy tap in back door. And, and Sometimes it makes – when you hear that, like you see his stats and like, I don't know, you're like – so at Ferris, his team wins the league. Like they win it and he – led your team in scoring by like double the points of the next guy and that guy just gets like an ahl one way and you're telling me these other guys are walking right into the show grow up Dude. yeah you know? so uh, that's the fairest that, western michigan thing though right is after like that, yeah after that st cloud game we played denver who we had like roster wise we had no business like they have i want to say probably nine guys in the nhl right now from that roster which is crazy but um we ended up losing to them and I want to say Gerald struggled to get an NHL camp maybe in the summer. He ended up going to the Islander camp following year, puts up another point per game. And I I want to say he only got a PTO at the end of the year, nothing like for sure. And then he went to Iowa and had like seven goals in 16 (laughs) games on a PTO. And they signed him to a one year after that. But like, it was like, what else more does the guy need to show you that he could play? And that's the weird part in hockey when you see some guys and you're just like, how is that guy not getting a real shake? But once you, yeah, it's weird. But then once you get to a certain age, man, there's new guys every year, there's new toys to play with and they know what you can do. And they're like, that guy would be making about a schmill a year in the KHL. Just saying, Gary, have fun in the AHL though. (laughs) He'll be, he'll be going over probably at some point god damn right he is <laughs> yeah he's just you know you're just so close to nhl and it's always something you want to do well and you'd rather do that right than than play in the khl and that's everybody's dream and i get that but like uh, <clears throat> if you've ever seen the swiss a league and the type of money that's over there and the quality of life just saying there's not as much hitting jerry and you might get to play a little longer and probably <laughs> make more money well, yeah the, the swiss league is something else. swiss a league is where everybody needs to go but yeah it's just, no it's just so hard to get into Okay, so then what are your options out of school then when uh, I saw, okay, this is my question. Third year, you added a lot of points. And then the, your senior year, you didn't. Did you only play on the power play one year of college? No, I was on power play all four years, actually. Yeah. Okay. Which is, um, Ferris was a hard place for us to, we weren't, we couldn't score goals. Basically, but it sounds like years. you were winning by not scoring one, nothing, two. We would win one, nothing, two, one whatever we would never put up a seven or a five or like yeah. nothing like that um junior year though 
I had a really big summer. I cut down some weight, skated, got a lot faster. And that's where my, honestly, my game kind of just has risen from that year. Um, and then going into my senior year, you know, I had high expectations coming off that junior year, as, as my points said. And um, I want to say two games in, I pull my groin and hip flexor, ran, like stepping on a puck in the D zone just completely went two different ways. So I missed about two weeks and I come back. We're in Mankato, my first game back, and I get slew foot and land on my ankle, high ankle sprain, and I was oh. out till I was out till after Christmas. And then, you know, it got to a point that like it was like, do you want to come back for a red shirt year? And then I was thinking about it and I'm like, no, because like it was getting to the point of like, you're gonna come back and there's only gonna be like six games, games yeah. five games left. And then you're going to be done college hockey. Or, and they're or, not going to have many options because you didn't play. I'm like, I haven't played, but like, I'm not coming. So like, I, I like put my nose down and just absolutely worked until I, I came you back. You wanted early. to be done. All your class. I wanted to be done. Every, you know, you've Everyone's done it for leaving. four years. My yeah. classmates are leaving. Um, you know, it was a major, I wanted to go pro, honestly. And it was just something that like, I got my, I got my school done, you know, my whole class is leaving. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to do it. And I just, you know, I ended up coming back early and I think I got, I don't know how many games I got in that year, but I came back and I was able to sign in South Carolina at the end of the year, which was uh, nice because I, I went there and I really showed what I could, what I could do. Well, you definitely did. I saw that. So you leave school, and so you hadn't played a lot. You no, and it's tough when you've been injured for a year and you're just finding your groove. So then your season ends. You go to the, the coast, which a lot of guys have a hard time adjusting to. I did. I think I went. I think it was four to six games with zero points when I got to the coast. Oh, really? Yeah, I was, but I was also, you know. I was a little pissed off and probably didn't play right yeah. either, but um, you had nine points in 14 games. That's a lot for a D man. eh? Yeah. I, I, I want to say it took me probably about three games to get really comfortable. Yeah. Um, the coach there really, honestly, he put me in a great position to succeed on it. Honestly, he put me as soon as I got there, I was power play. I was right into the mix. They weren't really, when I signed there, they weren't a playoff team yet. So, uh, we ended up making playoffs, but yeah, no, just getting the ice time and finding that confidence that I had in my junior year. Well, and that's um, what's it, weird though, is when now there's, yeah. there's so many guys that leave college at the end of that season. There are so many seniors that leave and everybody wants to go play somewhere that, and there's a ton of them that show up. They did in Dayton too, that you don't really give them that much of a look because you already have no. your team set. You've been playing all year, but that they actually gave you a fair shake and you got to show what you could do probably changes. Your yeah. Well, it was nice. It was nice too, because I got there before the trade deadline, even because like we, we didn't make playoffs my senior year. And that was a major reason why I wanted to come back early. I was like, I'm not going out, not making playoffs. Like we're, we got to make playoffs. And we ended up, you know, losing, we had to win, but we had to sweep a weekend at Lake state and we ended up losing on the Friday. Uh, first game but you know I was I was eager to show what I could do again after that junior year but the whole senior year I was just up and down up and down couldn't figure out and yeah so it was a good opportunity in South Carolina and I just jumped on up there before the deadline which was nice I didn't know how long I was going to be but obviously they kept me around so for, were you done school uh no I was taking classes trying to keep up with uh you know I had to do some FaceTimes with teachers and asking for 
can I get an extra extension or whatever? It's and, really weird. You're bringing me back in time. Cause I literally lived the same life. I left yeah. after my senior year and I had classes left and I made the deals with the teachers and you know yeah, what the was, only class they wouldn't give me was <laughs> which was volleyball because it was only about <laughs> attendance. <laughs> you had to be there to be able to bump set and spike. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then, uh, after that year, though, you do run a muck up there and you're doing well showing you can play the pro game, but you don't go back to South Carolina. So who do you sign with? Rapid signed, City or an AHL uh, deal? No, I signed an American League deal with uh, Tucson in the summer. One way? Um, uh, two way, yeah. Two way Coast AHL? Yeah. That's what it is. So it's Rapid City and Tucson? Tucson, yeah. I, so, yeah, I signed that deal, I want to say, in like July. You know, obviously, first year pro. Not many people know how much you make in a coast as a rookie. So, like, getting a two way was a lot more money to make just it being my first year. And I was just like, you know, it's a good opportunity to go to camp, do all this, all the crap stuff. So, did you got to go to the NHL camp or no? I, I didn't go to the NHL camp because they had so many guys. I went to the American League one, which, you know, looking back at it, it's like, yeah, you want to go to the NHL camp, but it's like, you're not making it. So, like, <laughs> I can't even, you know, I'm just, I'm just going there to make the American League team. And there was guys that are on the same deal as me, like on a one way though. And they went from NHL camp to American League camp, then sent down and had to go to the East Coast camp. And it was just like, they were there for over a month and a half before even the season started. And it was just like, I'm, I'm happy just being at Tucson camp. Yeah, no, then, I uh, I got to go for 48 hours to the, the main camp and then got sent down um, to the yeah. American League, yeah, and then got sent down to the coast <laughs> eventually, <laughs> yep. Um, so I get that. So then uh, I did see, like, for plus-minus-wise, your team probably sucked. Yeah. Rapid City sucked. It wasn't uh, – it wasn't – yeah, it was an up-and-down year for me, especially being first-year pro. I mean, I made I made the team out of camp. Actually, I made Tucson out of camp. You know, which was going to be difficult to do with how many NHL contracts they had, and they ended up sending three NHL contract demon down the coast and kept me up. Um, I stayed there for about a month and a half, and I ended up getting sent down to the coast just to start playing because I wasn't playing Tucson. We haven't lost a game. Bags we were first too, eh? I was just development drills and bag skates. Oh, yeah, God, but you know. Yeah. Like, for me though, I was You're just happy enough. to be there, right? I was happy to be there for one, two. I, I was I was honestly probably getting better being there than I was playing down on the coast. Like mm-hmm. realistically. And then I went down to the coast and I wanna say I had like I don't know the exact numbers, but I was over a point a game in my first like eight games. I had probably like eleven or twelve points. And I got called back up and I flew in the day of a game to Tucson. I had a six-hour layover on that day. You know, first off, you're flying in on a game day they with a layover. They don't see that. No nap. No nap. Barely eating any any good food. Can't play without a Just, nap. Well, you can't even play when you're, like, on a, like a three-hour bus ride. No problem. Just like, sitting in an airport six hours, two flights. It's like – so I ended up playing against Ontario that night. Um, and I get hit by Brett Sutter. And my shoulder completely just popped. Yeah. Yeah. AC joint gonzo. Did my two weeks rehab. Back to the coast I went. And then 
uh, I'm not going to get into it, but the total training and no physio down in the rapid was just. So they send you down while you're injured to where they got no good physio, no good trainers. I was, I was, I was good enough to play by the standards in the American league. So once I was good enough to play, they just sent me back. My first game, my first (laughs) game, I got my first game, I got hit again. And I actually made my AC joint to a grade two or three separation. So then then you're you not see clear. by my numbers my numbers went straight downhill my shoulder I by the time thank god for like not thank god for covid but like for covid not for stopping the season i literally couldn't get my i couldn't even raise my arm like it was oh, and guys will play through so much stuff and not play well because you know that if you don't like they can bring in a yeah. new guy and your spot's gone right i was playing like like I was playing like 30 minutes a night too. I was like trying not to get hit. I'm like trying to roll off hits. I'm trying to do anything in yeah. the willpower to not get hit. Oh, but like, the only you know, was- t- the only time I played with a bad shoulder that I shouldn't have was in Germany. And this, the, he was like a Czech Russian doctor for us. And he froze my shoulder before the game and I passed out in the locker room. Yeah, and I no, woke I up and warmups was happening. And I, and like, I went out and played, but like the freezing wore off after the second period. And my gosh, was that painful? Yeah. Like I would get back to the bench and I was like, after like, you know, that one time as a D you go back to get a puck and you just get ran. You know, you're going to get hit. I like, I would, I would have a shift like 10 seconds. I go up to the red line, back pedal, pick up a puck, get hit, go to the bench and just kind of sit there and like try to grab my arm or just try not to cry. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was definitely difficult for me and just the mental state of trying to grind through what, that. And, and then you, you you don't play good. You're not having fun. I wasn't, Nothing about I wasn't hockey's fun. Good. Yeah. I wasn't playing good. As you can see, my, my plus minus, like, it's obviously an irrelevant stat sometimes. But, like, yeah, it all that depends on, on your me. team. Yeah. Well, we were – the thing is, we were first place until, I want to say, almost Christmas. We were first place. And then, you know how the coast is. It was a full random – Everyone was jet traded, sent down waivers. Everything was flying. Uh, I love, I, I love when the research team checks out the coast teams because the <laughs> rosters are like sixty players deep. <laughs> yeah, and then what a we're team! In first place, like <laughs> what, we're in first place. What are we doing? And then by the time COVID hit, like we weren't even in playoffs. Like we weren't even close. Like we were first in the whole entire league, and then that's how bad our downfall was. And that, yeah, it was, it was, it was an up and down first year pro for me. Yeah, no. Yeah, playing injured sucks, and when your team starts not winning, it sucks. But playing injured, like now, when I talk to people, the guys my age bracket, we used to play through basically anything and a lot of stuff we shouldn't have. And um, when you ask around, and you realize nowadays, you're like, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I should have waited till I was ready to play the way I can, right? Yeah, like I could have got like cortisone shot and stuff like that, but like I wasn't. I wasn't putting that stuff in my body and just, you know, yeah, was getting it? on that train of where like every couple months I'm like, Hey, can you like, yeah, me shoot me up so I can play some there? more hockey. <laughs> yeah. Like I came to it, it's like knees and shoulders, anything to do with those injuries in your head. Just don't even. Yeah. My, so my last year of hockey, I used to get my knee drained so I could play. Yeah. See like that stuff. Like <laughs> You should see, you should have seen some of the stuff they were pulling out of there. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to know. I just like. So after yeah. that year, then COVID's all happening. And did you go to Utah at the start of the season for 13 games? Yeah. 
Not so, a good experience or what? Um, I was signed in Toledo. So the, the season walleyes. started. Yeah. So I signed in Toledo after that hectic, hectic year in Rapid and Tucson. I signed in Toledo on a coast deal. Um, obviously, you know what the Toledo atmosphere and culture is like there. It's like top notch. So no, that's to not play what I played in, man. It was the no. old arena, and it was an absolute circus. It was slap shot when I played Toledo. I see. I did not know that, but now yeah. it is a full ran. It is. Yeah, one that, of the, that, probably that, the so best place I think play. I played against. It was the last season in like the slap shot arena. Then they took a year off while the new arena was built, and then they came back like a legit franchise. But before, man, it yeah. was hockey. It was wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like now it now. It's like fully it's where you want to go. It's a, it's where you want to go. Obviously, other than going to play in like Florida, like nothing yeah. beats the weather. But like, but if you're, the, you're in the north market, and you're getting called up, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if you're in Toledo, there are so many American League teams that looking around at it's like if they need a guy on any given night, like Cleveland's there, Grand Rapids, Rockford, Milwaukee, like nothing's nothing's far. So the season started COVID. I want to say like November. So we get a call before camp like hey we're not playing the first half of the season i'm like okay and that's probably when i ended up skating with you and ripley that yeah i think it was in between the two teams i think yeah i was still i was still home because everyone was playing but i wasn't because i was signed in toledo so then our date right our date to start was like I want to say December like 9th or 8th, we had to show up for camp. and It was different than the other divisions or something, right? Yeah, we were playing less games and whatever it was. And then like, I want to say like January 3rd, they say, hey, team meeting on Zoom. We're like, okay. I get a text from my agent like, hey, season's can't, like you're not playing in Toledo, like season's canceled. So I'm like, oh, now what? Like everyone's already playing. Like, yeah, literally every team, every team. I'm a hockey, guys. yeah, and I'm a hockey player, and I want to but play. Like at, yeah, even at that time, it was like everyone almost has like nine, ten scratches a night already. Like the whole roster, the league was full. Yeah, yeah. But like, luckily enough, I found a place in Utah. But like, once I got there, like my first game, I haven't skated. I think in a month and a half because, or a month because that, uh, if you remember the. The arenas were shut, shut down. down all the rinks and everything again. And we weren't allowed to skate. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't skate from that. Probably the time I skated with you until randomly, no practice, nothing just tossed me into a game. Just like, here you go. So you could see how that game went. Like just D to D off the glass. It's like a Sunday stuff. afternoon at the coast. Just get her yeah. deep and change. Fuck this. It was, it was a Monday, a Monday afternoon game at like, I want to say 11 or 12. It was uh, like, Oh man. Have you ever played in one of the kids games where they invite the schools? I, luckily enough that year in rapid, we had a kid game and I ended up not playing that game because my shoulder, I was like, worst, I'm not game, playing. worst game you can ever play in and pro ever. I played in one in the AHL. I played one shift and I sat on the bench the rest of the game and the entire arena is full of kids that come for their field trip for the day. And they yeah. just screamed the whole, like the, the arena was so loud and they weren't cheering for hockey. And I just sat there and watched this game while kids screamed for three hours and I had one shift. Yeah. That's, that's what I was going to say. Like I sat up in like one of our press boxes and I was like, guys, like, I'm getting a headache. Yeah. No, it was awful. <laughs> awful. It awful is this experience. nonstop screaming and like high pitched. 
hey, we know in the coast we have two guys squaring off 10 a.m. just center ice. I'm like, this is just <laughs> and the kids love it. Yeah. No, you're it's right. just start freaking out. It's 10 a.m. You got two guys going toe to toe. Oh god. Yeah, you're right. But then so you go from Utah, you get out of there, right? Yeah. So I uh we had so many guys, and it was just like I ended up playing nine games at forward, I think, because like they were just throwing me in, and I was just like, but okay, they would have had enough forwards too. Why do you keep playing forward? Because I would play forward because Colorado, the American League team, would call up all our forwards randomly, and then they would go on the road, and they had a rule where the call-ups couldn't go on the road to another area or something. So, like, every time they would go on the road, their guys would come down, and then when they'd be at home, they'd go up. It was mm. it was crazy, honestly. And then just the one day, I was just like, you know what? If I could get out of here and find a place that I can play, like, I know nice. I can play. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, just I know you can like, play. I've seen you play, like, for at yeah. least three or four shifts. That's all I need to know. <laughs> How many times did I score? <laughs> I don't think you did. I know. Um, you were probably playing shutdown D. I actually was playing D that day. But, <laughs> um, no, I, I – do you want to know what type of player you are? Because I can tell by podding with people, and I already played three shifts with you and I already know. <laughs> <laughs> Offensively? <laughs> I think you uh, you can run a power play, but you also have about the tightest gap of any D going because you're that good of a skater. You're right up in their business. They don't like that shit. I don't like that shit. Back off. Give me some space. Um, but that's what you do. You're right up in their gap because you're such a smooth skater. And you got a great first pass and you run the power play. How would I do? Pretty pretty good, actually. Yeah, thanks. I know. <laughs> good <Okay>. scouting. <laughs> I don't need to scout. I just need to pod and then see a skate. <laughs> two shifts and then yep. back back spasms Actually, back spasms two beers and i'm out of there great wednesday yep. folks <laughs> great wednesday wednesday at 9, 9 p.m 9 p.m in ripley yep yeah yep. don't want to i don't didn't want to skate at all i only wanted to show up to have the beers with the guys i go out there try and skate and then i don't walk right for two weeks <laughs> <laughs> so you got to jacksonville that's florida it was yeah unbelievable Really? Yeah. You're in like well, flip-flops I, I, and shorts. and Oh, yeah. When I got there, it was probably March. It was hot. And like, you know. You, you're hot. You get 18 points in 37 games, too. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I started playing big minutes. I got to Jacksonville, and the team there was just, uh, you know, like we had a taxi squad when I got to Jacksonville. Like when I got there, I was like, wow, we have this many guys not playing. Like we had 10 guys just not playing every day. Like some guys only played three games and they were still still there, you know, making working money. Every day, yeah. Making money. And I was just like, this is COVID's crazy. Like we're getting tested every day. We got random days, like we can't even go to the rink because COVID. So, uh, like, um, but yeah, I know Jacksonville's great. And I have a feeling that'll be a big, big market in the coast, or I could see it being an American League team soon. Right. So it's a good facility too. Oh, the rank's like 15,000. It's what, crazy. What rank's that for? Is it a basketball rank? No, it's pure hockey rank. They got the hockey rank. The um, They made it for the East Coast team? Yeah, and like concerts. The UFC was there when I was there. Like Machine Gun Kelly concert. Oh, it's so they much did. fun when your hockey team has a rink that does that stuff and you get to go to that oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy. So like uh, the Usman and Mazadal fight was there. If you remember what, that UFC Were you fight. there? I was not. We were on the road, but our whole taxi squad got to go. Yeah. <laughs> we won't tell anybody that they went, but we'll keep that hush hush. Yeah. They got to go. Nobody but, cares um, now once the day is over. <laughs> yeah, no. We we were on the road and like we're 
like our team, like big Machine Gun Kelly listeners and UFC guys, and both guys were there when we had to go on the road, and we were like, "This sucks," but but they uh, just announced that they're building like a, I want to say like four million dollar practice facility, like this place, the what? pitchers, and oh yeah, they got. They got the rink, the baseball field, and the Jaguar Stadium all beside each other on the river. And then their practice facility is going to be, like, close to the apartments because we drive, like, 25 minutes to get to the game rink. Was day. this a new team in the coast? Um, I want to say it's, like, five, maybe six years now. Because once so hockey like, players start talking, it doesn't take long for people to figure out where they want to be. No. Like – like if anybody wants summer, to know where to go in Europe, just ask me. I got the answer, right? Like, yeah, like it's pretty simple. Like this summer, change. I didn't know what I was doing, and I was like, I kind of like if I'm gonna stay here, I'm like I wasn't getting great offers to go over to Europe, so I was like, I might as well just stay here, have a full season because I really haven't played a full season of like 72 games in pro yet. Right. So I was like, I'm if I if I have to stay here, I'm not mad, but I want to go to Europe. That German citizenship thing happened. I was definitely going, but like my rights were in Toledo and the whole summer I was just trying to get traded back to Jacksonville and, you know, it, it didn't work out and I ended up here, which is, you know, I'm happy about it. Um, okay. So if you wouldn't, if you would have got back to Jacksonville, you would have stayed in North America. Is that what you're saying to me? And at the, like at the time I, I didn't have this as beer deal. I was going to say it wasn't a thing. So better, like, like once, once, I know it's Jacksonville and it's Florida, man, but there's no places in the world. The coast sucks. (laughs) Yeah, I know it stinks. But like at the time I didn't have a good enough offer to go over to Europe. Yeah, no, I understand. And I'm going to give the folks, the listeners here, some education today, just because I know about this shit is if you're getting a German passport, if you have lineage that goes up to your grandparents, you can get that folks free of charge and keep your Canadian. But if you stay in Germany for seven years and play there and get your German pass, well, you get to give up your Canadian and then you're just like everybody else when you want to come home. You're any other immigrant trying to get home. And I've, I know some guys that are over there that are stuck there and want to come home and they don't have their Canadian passport anymore. So getting it when you're your age through the way you're doing it makes a lot of sense getting it the other way. You might want to take a hard look in the mirror and where you want to be in 10 years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that's cool that you, you might be able to get that, but like Denmark, um, it is a good league too. Um, and it's good hockey skilled. And they're like, I don't think the salaries are that high unless things have changed, but like, you're still making a decent living being a hockey player, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm making more here than I would make in the coast. So, oh, there's no doubt about that. I sure hope so. If not, I'm going to have to talk with a Monty. (laughs) Yeah. Hey David, I don't know what you're doing over here. Yeah. Yeah. I know you got a lot of players, but like, let's get a paid here, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So who do you guys play next? Uh, we play Odin tomorrow night, and then we got a uh, another big match against Alberg on Sunday. Uh, we just played them this past Sunday and actually beat them. So okay, well the Bulldogs apparently the last guest, his best mate is the coach of the Bulldogs, Paul Thompson. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Rumor has it, episode one hundred, Simsy says his best buddy's the coach there. He's a British guy coaching a Danish team. Weird oh. world we live in, eh? Yes, it is. It's just <laughs> random. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, I I don't know. Do you got anything else for me? The only thing I got is like, 
how did so you, i you kind of know how you decide to go to europe but like if it was me i understand how it takes a couple of years with covid and it's weird and you got to try uh, the coast out first but like i'm personally glad you're there can't wait to see you get your german passport and then just uh, then we'll have you on you'll have some german gal five years later you'll have a couple little kids speaking german eating pretzels it'll be weird it'll be great <laughs> seen this show before (laughs) but seriously it's been nice getting to know you and like now i know another guy around town right and like if i wouldn't have came out here and started hanging out with guys and talking hockey i i'd probably still see and be like oh yeah that's that other guy that plays hockey (laughs) yeah that's he plays some kind of hockey somewhere where i didn't so (laughs) well i always i always keep an eye once like i knew your mom was a client of my wife's and then like when you're driving around town and you've played at Western Michigan and then all of a sudden you see like um, a sticker on a vehicle that says fair state hockey. You're like, huh, why is that on there? Yeah. <laughs> what is that doing in Kinkaran, Ontario? Yeah. And then you ask and then people, well, and people tell you, right. And like, uh, it's interesting because the wolves, they, they, they're just dying for you to be done your career. Right. And I'm like, well, you know, it could happen someday, but I think he's got a solid 10 years left in him at least here. He, you're just yeah, starting I... to spread your wings. You get that German passport. Shit. You'll be in a wheelchair and they'll be like, can you please play tonight? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's actually funny. Like uh, before I left, obviously season started like in Denmark, like they're 10 games deep, but I'm just, I'm at home skating with Rippy wolves, watching them play on the weekend. And the uh, week leading up to their home opener, years ago, I was like, hey. you want to play? <laughs> you want to play this weekend? I was like, you know what? Like, I kind of want to play, but, like, I if I get hurt, he's like, you're not going to get hurt. I'm like, here's if I get hurt, like, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere for a bit. Like, <laughs> No, but it's interesting because, like, when I had deeds on, uh, Devin did the ability. He, he yeah, did that, right? He, he said yeah. he, he played two games for the uh, Milverton four-wheel drives back when he was in between contracts. And, like, it can happen. But funny thing is, is, like, when I'm working and uh, Ron comes up to me and he's the coach of the Wolves and he says, hey, so this Riker guy calls me and says he just got a call and he's just leaving. He's like, does that actually happen like that? I'm like, oh, yeah. You get the call. It's go time. <laughs> it's go time. Like, yeah, it's either it's either you're doing it or you're not doing it. They ask you, you say yes or no, or they move yeah. on. <laughs> like I, I remember the obviously late night practice. There, I kind of got like cornered in my the dress room. Like, hey, you're playing this weekend. I'm like, I can't, boys. Like, <laughs> and I told Ron, I'm like, hey, if I get a phone call tomorrow, like I'm leaving the next day. Probably I'm, my flight is out of here. <laughs> so it's like it happens so quickly. And I'd rather it happen quickly than sit around a couple of days and like, you know, like. Oh, it all happens so fast in the hockey world when they're trying to get guys in and stuff. Like they wait a couple of days, you're missing a game, right? And like, I remember when I was on the way to a AHL training camp and I get the call to go to Germany and the vehicle took a hard U-turn and right to the airport. <laughs> right to the airport, closest airport, your ticket and you're out. Smell you later. USA, yep. Canada. <laughs> yep. See you later. I'm never coming back. Um, but no, seriously, enjoy uh, Denmark. Um, hopefully you find more to do. I had a little kid um, when I was in Voyance, so I didn't have that much options to get to do much. But hopefully there's some things to do for you this year. And then, uh, you know, we'll let a Monty work on the paperwork there. And uh, by next season, uh, going to be running amok in the DL. And I might, can't wait to see it. You might, you might see it. So I'm, I'm hoping that happens. 
Well, maybe in the summer, you know, when you come home and now that we know each other, we can have some German lessons over a couple pops. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. I'll love to come see the shed. It looks kind of cool in there. <laughs> it is I can cool. see, is that, is that your uh, jersey and your helmet there? Yeah, that's the gold helmet, buddy. That's what you're playing for back there. That's the gold helmet uh, yeah, over there. I've heard all about that gold helmet. I need one bad. You do need, need one because then you get to you can walk your dog around town wearing it. You can go to the bars with it. You can do whatever you, can do whatever you, want. you want. It's a free pass. To do it's, whatever it's, you your, like. it's yours forever. Uh, but I, the, yeah, on the other thing, before we shut it down, though, reminder, folks, please support Garrett and Jenna Muir's. Um, they got a lot of expenses and can't work as usual. They got a three month old and they could use our help. And um, I just it makes my heart want to explode that drinking beers in my shed with my friends or just talking hockey with people can actually help my buddies and uh, their beauties. They're great people. And I would love to help them. And um, thank you for the support from everybody that's bought tickets. Um, I think it's absolutely crazy, but it's actually probably the coolest thing that's ever happened that I can help my friends by talking to people. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. What you're, what you're doing there. No, but seriously, good luck, man. And uh, you got any questions while you're over there? If you need any help, if you need a good recommendation, whatever you need, I, I know some people. <laughs> hey, if I need some help with some German language or some Danish language, I'll, I'll be sure to reach out. Yeah, and we'll get skinny on next week. And then uh, when you guys get home, I'll even know all the young punks in town, right? Yeah, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll get us three because uh, it's the first summer. Us three are all going to be home at the same time since Garrett's uh, done with school now too, so. Yeah, we'll all well, be home. We'll have to make maybe a, a trio podcast. There you go. Well, you got we got three <laughs> young bucks coming up in the hockey world around here, folks. So uh, live all in the great shed. dudes. So make sure you give them big contracts and pay them lots of money. And this has yep. been another episode of Two L's and Hockey Tales with Killer and Wally. Sounds Boom. good to me. Nailed it. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott from San Diego fans. I like pizza fans and fans. I'm always speaking my mind when I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. If I'm a legend of my own, I'm good for some, but I'm not for.